All right, hey, this is uh, Chicago Beer Geeks Podcast. We are at episode number eight. That was quick, man. So, yeah, there's just a couple of us here today, just uh, myself, Dan, and I have Nick over there. Just like old times, bro. And then we are here at Myths and Legends in, what is this exact town? Westmont. Westmont. Beautiful Westmont, Illinois. And we have (laughs) the head brewer here, David, um, who has been brewing here now for... Four months, you said? Yeah, a little over four months. But as a brewer, he's we've been talking a little bit before we started the podcast, quite a few years. So he definitely has experience in that. Um, so thanks for having us out at the brewery yeah, and uh, some of your great beers. Actually, you got a chance to first talk to you yesterday at the Sierra Nevada event. Um, beer Camp. Beer Camp. Me and Nick were there. Yeah, it was a great event. Um, if you guys missed it, you definitely should check it out if it, has, it happens again next year. Was this the second time they've had it? or Third. Third time? Yeah, and it's going to, uh, it's got eight cities. Yeah, Chicago is one of them. Yeah, yeah. It, it was probably one of the better events I've been to in a while. I mean, that's a that's a really cool space. Yeah, and we never Navy go for Pier. anything ever. That was anywhere yeah. in that part. Yeah, yeah, like like, a, like an open air vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't before I got there. I wasn't quite sure. I was like putting sunscreen on and everything because I was thinking it was gonna be outside. I'm right. gonna die because it was ninety some degrees. But then when I got there, and sure enough, it was inside. And then they had the outside area as well with the food trucks and more of the breweries, bands, um, bands as well. Yeah, there was some guy out there. It was weird. There was like a heavy metal guitarist at one point, rocking like straight up metal hair, and he was on stage at the same time with two guys on horns, and then a singer who was singing like ska. It sounded like so. I don't know what the hell was going on. Was going on. It was. It was very interesting for sure. But it was a great day for the event. A great event. Um, you guys had a couple beers there. Yeah, we had a my uh, light ale. Light ale. And uh, Whale the Banshee, which is. Imperial Hoppy Irish, right? Yeah, I had that one yesterday. That was uh, yeah. a great. Party. I'm getting a chance to get catch up because uh, I was um, I was in and out at that party, but I, we got them both right here. Yeah, you had on tap there, so yeah, so definitely. And it was um, forty bucks, I think seventy five for for VIP or early entry. Early entry. That's yeah. so that's all I got you. I don't know. It was an hour early, right? Right. Yeah, got a full hour. Early. Yeah. I mean, the the venue space was really great, and the way it was spread out was really great. I don't know if you really needed an extra hour. I was I mean, able to get pretty much every beer, with the exception of some of the rare beer lines, like went up when those went up. We had four hours there if you weren't. Exactly. Yeah, so I think the forty dollars is a great price for what they gave you. Yeah. Um, seventy-five for the extra hour. Eh, it's up to you if you want to spend that money. But that's true. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And then um, you know, Navy Pier to your point is usually the home of like you know, fucking Lining Kugels and Miller Lite and Harry Carries. Yeah. A bunch of corny shit, basically. Yeah. So to have a proper fest there. Yeah, was, it was, was was very fun. It was great, and uh, you can check out if you check out our Instagram. I took a bunch of pictures there and posted them on Instagram, which go to our Facebook feed as well. And I think our Twitter also. Mm-hmm. It kind of just goes all over the place through our social media. So, um, tell us what uh, what you got going on here at Missing Legends. See, the artist formerly yeah. known as uh, Urban Legends. Yeah, Urban yeah, Legends, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, they, the name got changed last August. Okay. Um, and now it's Missing Legends. Um, don't know too much the backstory. Um, I just. Yeah. Uh, my uh, New England IPA or New Northeast style IPA is really went over really well, so got orders to brew that a lot more. That's coming out again in another three, four weeks. And which one was that? What was that called? Oh, called Storm Along. Storm Along. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the the New England style or hazy or juicy or uh, there's so many different names for the same friggin' style. beer. Yeah. Style. Kind of, kind of interesting <laughs> brewing at cloudy beer again. Yeah. And trying to forget how to forget a couple processes to get it cloudy again, but it was it was interesting. It was fun. Yeah. And uh, the hopping was a lot of fun. It came out really. What kind of hops did you use? Uh, it was uh, Warrior, Citra, Azaka, and Amarillo. Oh, nice. Yeah, Azaka. Yeah, they came with a nice, beautiful little roundness to it. Yeah, that's one of the newer, newer hops, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it yeah. came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's the first of my light ales. We did that with Mosaic Hops. Uh, the next one that's in the fermenters is Double Amarillo's. And then the third one's going to be Cascades. And it's a, just a single hop, light ale. And whichever one the customers like the most is the one that we're going to go with. Uh, the beer was originally based off, based off of Cascades. But I've done Amarillo's in the past. It's the first time doing Mosaic. And they all come out really nice. So. And we did also have your uh, um, Knights, what was it called? The, the the milk stout? Uh, it's King Street. King Street. Yeah, yeah it's been, it's been tree for a while. So, so that one was really good. Yeah, it's a coffee milk stout. Yeah. Really tasty. That one was definitely, it's it's it's, it's a spot-on great milk stout. Um, they have it on uh, bottles right now. It's not on tap right now, but you can keep uh, it. At the end of the week. It'll be at the end of the week? Yeah. So it's in Bombers for sure already, though. You can grab it here. Um, cool spot here, like back in, obviously, industrial parks, as all breweries seem to be. It kind of feels like that's the um, the app, the most common setup for yeah. for breweries nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got access to more electricity, water, and gas if you need it. Yeah. We're electric here, but most places are usually gas. So yeah. they've, got, they've got the setup and it's easy just to set something up put it in a little industrial area. Yeah. Yeah, and you got the, the big garage door I noticed was open. You have a table half out there. Mm-hmm. People can hang out when the weather's nice or if, you know, if it's horrible, you just close it up and chill out inside. Yeah, we've got uh, music Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays usually. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursdays we do a bag league and they set up outside. Nice. Uh, we're soon going to have uh, some uh, disc golf putting leagues with the, the baskets. Uh, yeah, I noticed, we noticed on the tour earlier you have like some proper, um, you know, like <laughs> frisbee golf goals set up artisan. that are made yeah. out of artisan, handcrafted, made out of old barrels. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a really good friend who went to Scotland for a while as a, a woodworker. And when I saw the barrel, I just, we had leftover barrels in 55 gallon barrels, perfect bottom for the for the basket, and the cobalt barrels are almost perfect tops. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool looking. I mean, I I mentioned I haven't played frisbee golf in a long time, but I'm used to the, you know the, the metal cages, obviously, um, and these ones just just the the cool factor of them alone. Yeah, you know, makes it something like odd. Like if you had a whole course that was designed around that, with like a brewery attached to it somehow, yeah. you know, that just or a distillery even with those barrels, you know. Kind of that whole theme, just as a really cool theme for like a disc golf course, yeah. in my mind. Your favorite brewery, uh, Argus. There's yeah. a, <laughs> there's an old uh, the old shop uh, where they used in Pullman where they used to make train cars, and it's it's since it's been closed forever. Oh, but they set up uh, frisbee golf yeah. uh, goals around this old uh, train station, and yeah, we, we partied pretty hard out there one night. There were a bunch of fun brewers that, that played disc golf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even I, I know I've gone to Bell's, mm-hmm. and they're shop up front the eclectic cafe shop whatever they call it yeah it's a homebrew shop with all the bells merch and they have a whole disc golf rack they, they sponsor tournaments do they yeah. all bells is? yeah, yeah. Um, last time i was out at new belgium i got a couple uh a couple discs that were like bad tire flyers oh nice yeah so it's always nice to see around the country or more disc golf it's a good it's a good it's a good drinking game hey yeah. it goes hand in hand with the, with the, with the beer you can walk around the woods have a good beer with you make sure you clean up after yourself Yep, or if I make the place cleaner than where you found it, yeah, as well. But it's it's it goes hand in hand. It's yeah. just having a nice enjoyable day with a couple beers and a couple friends. And Definitely. Throw them first yeah, I remember when I was in high school, people would try to sneak beers onto the course. You know, obviously the high school, yeah, right. weren't legal to drink, and they didn't want you to have beers in the park. So it's kind of hand in hand. But you like, you know, hey. you ever get to you play Gilson or just Libertyville? The Adler and Libertyville. Okay, yeah, that's where I played. Yeah, I noticed we got some uh, barrels behind us, so if you guys are looking on the podcast via the video versus audio only, um, we do have barrels behind us. We're sitting in there, um, small but barrel, you know, excellent barrel room. As long as you got a barrel room, it's excellent, regardless yes. of how it <laughs> size is. That's you know? true. 
So uh, I mean, I just emptied uh, a whole bunch of the, our bigger Heaven Hill barrels, which have uh, quad in it for the anniversary party coming up on Saturday. And that's what we have here, anniversary party. You can see, I know you can't read it, but definitely check out Missing Legends uh, Facebook page and their website. They got this on there, or better yet, stop down here yeah. Next and Saturday, talk to them about uh, it. On the 17th, uh, into midnight, I think, or whatever the time say, I don't know. Uh, what do we get? Does not even four, four to midnight. There we go. Yeah. Four to midnight. Four p.m. to midnight. So barrel age destroy ya. Yeah, it's uh, that one's uh, that one's carbonating right now. We packed up this week. Uh, I've got a imperial stout here behind you here and an imperial rye porter. Nice. Yeah. And what are we drinking right here? This was the first the, one. The first one is uh, I call it uh, Indonesian American Amber for my intern who's from Indonesia. Okay. Before he went back, we designed it. My best thank you I could give him was to design a beer around have him design a beer. Um, he was at, he, uh, from Indonesia originally, came to the United States to get his engineering degree, worked at a big firm for a while, then decided he wanted to be a broker, got his broker degree, and then before he went back, he wanted to find a to enter. And I just said, come on in. I'd love to have help and love to teach you as much as you're willing to learn. And uh, uh, he was an absolutely wonderful help and really great guy. Um, and my best thank you I could do was say, hey, let's design a beer together. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's American amber, nice and uh, it's very light drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very easy, easy to drinkable. About uh, six to six and a half percent. Uh, nice. How it finished out, and cascades and amarillos, and just some nice maltiness. And, yeah, it's just easy drinker. And then the other one we have here is uh, the barrel aged destroyer. Oh, so this Thank is. Thank you. Yes. This is a preview. Now we were talking in the pre-show, man, about um, you throwing down some old school names like Will Johnston and Will Turner. You go way back, man. You want to uh, talk a little bit about like what you were doing before you showed up at Minnesota Legends? Ah, uh, well, I took eight years off of brewing. Okay. Uh, before that, I was down in North Carolina. I was starting a production facility and apparently uh, uh, trained my assistant well enough to do my job. And then uh, that's when I walked away. Before that, I was uh, it always happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's, it's not just in the beer industry. It's, it's all industries. <laughs> um, uh, the first place I was at. Uh, was a place called Brockway Chop House at the time, which was originally Emmett's, then it was Brockway, and now it's Emmett's again. Okay. Um, and uh, that's where I cut my teeth, learned kind of a professional level. Uh, before that, I was managing a homebrew shop, um, and uh, get to get to meet the guys I doing beer events and meeting them when I was judging, and then just hanging out with them up at Goose Island before it was still owned by Goose Island. So, um, hanging out on the brew deck and. Around the piece first opened up as well. I got to, get to get to know Matt through Ultimate Frisbee and, uh, and through that John uh, brewery there. It's just a, it's it's amazing where where the industry has moved in the past eight years since I've been gone and how many more breweries. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's unreal. You look back to uh, even 2010. You know, maybe like there were literally maybe like 11 breweries online in Chicago, and that was like seven years ago. I mean, even even Chicago Brew Geeks, we started five six years ago. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. we started late 2010. Yeah, yeah. and. Like even on the the website, social media, press side, or anything, we were like one of the first that, especially that focused on Chicago. There were other websites that were global, national, whatever, yeah. like Rate Beer and all those big ones. But uh, we were strictly Chicago. Now there's a bunch of them too. You know, a ton of ton of everybody's out there because the just the scene has expanded so much. There's only one website that matters about the, Chicago. That, that, that there is. You know, <laughs> which one's that? <laughs> uh, so like, uh, I haven't been to a guild meeting in over ten years. So the last meeting I'd gone to was at uh, the old Siegel Institute. Right. There must have been 20 of us there total. Uh, we did century analysis, had a great time. Um, 
won't name names, but I realize one of my uh, brewer friends cannot taste diacetyl, and I'm very jealous. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, 10 years went by, and I was at a guild meeting this past year, and well over 150, almost 200 people there. I mean, it is just unreal how many, how many more breweries, how many more people there are, how much more of a resource the guild has become. It's sure. just volunteers, now it's an actual nonprofit organization. People are getting to work there. It's, it's phenomenal, and I can't, I can't say enough about the uh, people that are working for the guild right now. There's, the events are phenomenal. Their, uh, their support for pretty much everything. It's, it's, that infrastructure wasn't quite there. Ten years ago, and it's it's phenomenal. It's a great resource for all of us. We were talking to, with the guild about, um, you know, how like Chicago, when you include the suburbs, is over a hundred breweries deep. You know, and then like um, like that's not quite Portland numbers, but it's really close. But also, Chicago breweries occupy more square footage than Portland breweries. Right. So we occupy more space in breweries than Portland does. And Portland is obviously, you know, Birvana. That's where the most concentration of breweries for one city is. In yeah. Portland. Not no, no, it's Portland. Portland. Yeah. I mean, Chicago is, it's, we've got a lot of, we got a bunch of larger facilities too yeah. that, that Portland doesn't quite have. Yeah, I mean, if you throw Lagunitas on there, you know, Heineken, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> throw, and Bev. Yeah, you can throw those, yeah. those, those big breweries on there. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks, right? Like the two biggest breweries in town are owned, fully owned by, you know, multinational yeah. corporations. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, I, I it's, I could see if I worked there, it'd be a bad thing. And I know a lot of brewers left, you know, Goose Island. Um, it's, if they weren't, I mean, I don't know about Heineken. I know, obviously, InBev, yeah. and as Bush has a really bad reputation for trying to shut down small breweries. Yeah, pay-to-play, um, yeah. lobbying to make rules well, difficult for small breweries. It's a little different with, with, with the way Heineken's taken over, because they've pushed lobbying is out so many more markets overseas. Yeah, apparently it's all about getting into places like uh, Mexico and yeah. Africa. And that's the thing. And, and a bigger and company have, can be really good because of that, because they have that money behind them. Right. And they can make it do the pay for play and get yeah. their stuff out there. But I mean, a lot of these places haven't seen huge IPAs before. Yeah. And, uh, it's they're about to get their, get their chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already see Lagunitas IPA everywhere in the city here. You know, everywhere that doesn't even carry a lot of craft beers, like these IPAs on the town. I think they're good for that, you yeah. know. Like you go to the v, the VFW, if you're in a VFW. But, you know, Lagunitas is probably there. They, yeah. they get to kick down these doors, yeah. and everyone else can follow. That is the one good thing about those relationships. So you guys, I noticed, I mean, you, get, you do have bottles here, you're selling out of the brewery. Mm-hmm. We do uh, um, bombers. Uh, do you uh, distribute anywhere? Or yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in a bunch of different binnies. Okay. We're actually probably in all the binnies. Okay. Uh, we're in a couple different Marianos, we're in some foods. Um, we've got... We're on tap at a whole bunch of different places around the Chicago area. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all around. Yeah. Um, if I had my sales guy here, he'd probably give you a list of places. But, uh, <laughs> but we're, like, so we're, they've been with the distributor for the entire time, so we've got a nice spread of yeah. the places we're at. And uh, we do some specific brews for a couple different country clubs. We do the Brass Tap Brew. Um, and so we're, we, we do contracts specific brews that you can only get either at that location and here. Yeah. Nice. And for the most part, if it's a contract brew for that place, we might only have a keg or two, so you might only have a chance to get it on draft for maybe a week. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, if I've got to make it again for that place, then we'll have a keg for about a week. Otherwise, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> nice. Uh, we've got a uh, uh, session uh, IPA that we change up for for a place that we had uh, mosaic to instead of citrus, okay. and that we had it on draft for a very short time and it disappeared. But 
What's the, uh, I'm interjecting, what's the other beer that you had at the festival? The uh, Whale of the Banshee. It's a uh, happy Imperial Irish Red. It was the, uh, actually, that was the first brew that, uh, that I did. It's their recipe. Um, just all I did was tweak the uh, mash temperature, use slightly uh, better quality grains, and changed up the uh, dry hop. This is nice. So slightly, yeah. It came out really well. I was very, very happy with it, but it was the first one that I had just, I was here about myself brewing. Yeah. Okay. You should hit this. This is really nice. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's. I'm, I really like it. That's that's one of those that uh, I strive for balance in my brews. Yeah. And uh, being having something that's drinkable across the whole board of drinkers. Um, I mean, drinking the light as well. That's something that somebody comes in. I'm here with my friend. All I drink is Miller. That's a, that's a huge and it's a huge segment. I didn't say, oh, well, here we have a light, and there it is. And days like today when it's above 90, yeah. it's yeah, it just goes down too easily because a lot of the stuff we have is over eight yeah. percent so you're getting a good bang for your buck when you come out to the tap room yeah but at the same time if you need something nice if there's a question we had a couple of those yeah so you were out you were out and then you were done with beer you were doing you're doing you something different and then you came back in yeah well i was done i've been homebrewing for this this uh this summer it makes 20 years homebrewing right um so i was 19 and uh but yeah i was i was kind of just, just kind of competitive with how things happened and the way I, my career had started and uh Decided to come back to Chicago, come back to bartending, bar managing, and then ended up on the road for two and a half years doing doing sales. I got to go coast to coast three times. I had just an amazing yes. time. Got to see the country. Sounds fun. Uh, did so well with the company. They had me climb the corporate ladder and running an office, and just I realized I was working. I wasn't living, and uh, I'm yeah, happy to make a living. Those are those are different things, right? I mean, I, I wake up before my alarm every day. Yeah. I mean, it's. I remember when I was working the corporate office. It was the alarm that was waking me up every morning, and now I'm waking up and turning my alarm off before it goes on, before it wakes me up, because I'm happy to come to work. It's so what? Uh, drink to that. What are your future plans here? With uh, you got some other beers slashing around in your mind that you want to bring to? Uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple. I do. Uh, my friends that just opened up uh, their do-it-yourself garage called Gearhead Workspace, and I do uh, I do a APA for them. Uh, with some going cascade, and then I do a uh, ginger orange smoked beer for them as well, mm. and that's something that uh, hopefully will be brewed here, and then they can have it over at the uh, at the workshop or workspace. Um, got a really nice chocolate porter I've been wanting to do as well. Um, once we've got time, I mean, this might not, we might be past the season, but I've got a good Kolsch. Um, I also love to do a good Oktoberfest, a good nice happy Oktoberfest. Uh, pretty much any style, I'm happy to brew it. Yeah. Um, people have been calling for a lot of people to say they want sour, so I've been wanting to do a kettle sour. Um, it's just it's just time and fermentation space. We've got such a small brewery that yeah. it's really hard fitting. That's one thing I noticed when I first walked in because I haven't been here before. I've had friends that have come here, but I walked in and saw the size of the space. I'm like, wow, like, this is pretty yeah. Because there's um, I think I saw the tanks, but yeah. the tanks are probably like 15 or 30s. Uh, I've got one 15. Okay, that's Homer. Uh, and then I've got a. Uh, I've got one three and a half, uh, four sevens, and then two bright tanks. So I've got enough space to do, uh, I can do about uh, just under 60 barrels if I'm fermenting everything, yeah. but I only have two bright tanks, so it's, it's, it's all depends on what the beers do along. So is it just you? And you said you had an, uh, <coughs> an intern. For a little while, but now it's pretty much just, just you. Yeah. yeah. Um, always looking <laughs> if they want to come in and learn, I, I love that's part of one of the things I love about. Uh, so if you need this. a job, <laughs> the summer's here. You're probably yeah, summer after school. I'm, I'm sure you can get free beer out of it. 
Yeah, so. it's, part of, it's part of the enjoyment I still enjoy when I uh, get called in to go help out the work at the Homebrew Shop like I did yeah. today at What's Brewing in Palatine. It's sharing the knowledge of the craft and seeing more brewers, and because yeah. you know the world needs more brewers, plain and simple. And you mentioned uh, that you know the the brewer from Prairie Crafts that we sat down with just a couple months ago. Yeah, Matt and I are. I, I guess we're still technically co-workers at big the bear. Homebrew Shop. Yeah, Big Bear. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, he's got a great brewing career out of it. He's a really good brewer, a really solid brewer. Because yeah, you um, mentioned he was at the Homebrew Shop with you too, right? Yeah, he's he was there. He was there before me. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, yeah, he's just a. He's, Great guy, good solid brewer. We help each other out. I help him as much as I can the other way around. We can carpool into events. Um, nice. uh, yeah, it's just it's nice having somebody that you know is a good friend in the industry that you know I'm looking out for him. He's looking out for me, and it's 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 how the brewer should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you're in a home brewing, your home brewer out there, and close to you, it's a Palatine, right? Yeah, it's a Palatine. It's Palatine. Uh, what's brewing supply Palatine. Actually, he came and hung out at the shop today. So at the shop, we had two professional brewers at a home brew shop today, and it was it was fun. I'm sure, especially if you're just starting out homebrewing, you want some advice, and you're near that place, go there. If somebody out there, you know, they'll. I mean, any any homebrew shop usually they're pretty good about helping you out and giving you some advice. But I'm happy to help any homebrew. Yeah, where do you 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 have an opportunity to talk to you know somebody who's brewing at you know a regular brewery too? Yeah, because those are like yeah like brewing at home and then brewing commercially. Yeah, there's a there's there's a connection, but there's also a gap there. Yeah, that's not the same thing. I don't know many uh, many professional brewers who didn't. Yeah. yeah, and and I know a good amount that either still homebrew or do some sort of craft. Get a good friend that makes jerky at home all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's fun when it comes to events or disc golf outings or what's that? Will Turner? Yeah, jerky is phenomenal. We did the uh, we had the uh, dragon boat race uh, two week last weekend. Uh, yeah, last weekend uh, that uh, the guild sponsored and Blue Island Brewing uh, uh, Company was. Uh, spearheading it and uh, we'll brought down a bag of his uh, sriracha beef jerky and that was just uh, dude one time I was on a Armitage and Western at 5 a.m. catching a bus to go to Lake Forest and there's this guy that pulls up on a fucking motorcycle with like full-on like leather gear and a helmet and he's staring at me and then he lifts his uh, he lifts his eyelids and it's Will Turner <laughs> on his way to revolution yeah <laughs> nice so did you have any jerky all the time, yeah. So fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. So another event that happened since the last podcast we had is FEC Dark Lord Day. Um, myself and Nick were there. You were not, you said. Um, probably busy brewing here. Have you, been, have you been to Dark Lord Day before? In the past, years, years ago. Yeah. Probably, the, probably the third one I think I went to before. It was yeah. enjoyable. And, yeah. and it's, it's changed. It changes every year. I mean, there's bad years. There's good years. This year, I would say the moving to two weeks was phenomenal because... If it was on the same weekend, it would have been last year. It would have been the worst rain day of the year again. And so that was definitely a good thing. Yeah, we recorded that day that it would have been. Yeah. And it was super <laughs> exactly. gross that day. Yeah, it was horrible. It rained like it rained yeah. 20 days. So that, that was definitely good. Um, the way they did completely random beers. I know people didn't like it. A lot of people complained, like, oh, I had Group A. I wanted, you know. I thought it was probably the most fair thing that they could have done. You, and you could, you know, the, the wax on the bottles yeah. is so prominent. That if someone's handing you a, a, a tote with all your beer in it, and you saw different color wax, and you didn't want that, yeah. the vintages, you could have avoided it. Yeah, and I heard that. That's yeah. the only thing. Out of all of them, the only ones I didn't want was the vintage because I've already had them. Right. So I, I could have. 
basically most of the bur- most of the barrel aged stuff this year was bourbon barrels versus wine. There was a couple wine ones. I'm not a fan of wine. You know the wine ones like the Muscat, and yeah. then like there's a couple other variants on wine. So like I, dark low sweet anyway, and then you put it in a wine barrel with that's yeah, a sweet it's wine. Too sweet. It's You're just, like ah. That's why I would have been happy with any of the. Ninety percent of them I would have been happy with, and I'm happy with the one I got. But what would you get, Dan? I got the uh, French vanilla. Okay. And then my buddy, who actually took my second ticket, didn't want his, so I gave him what I consider what it would cost. I gave him sixty bucks, and I got the uh, chemtrail. Chemtrail. Yeah. Is your chemtrail in the car right now? No, it's not. <laughs> in the in the back of the car tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got. We, we have to get it out of there. We have to. Yeah, we have to but yeah, the lines. Right the lines were really good. The line to get in was far improved from what it was last year. Uh, we were in and out, like in the line in general to get into the, f- the facility without a problem. Getting the beer was great, easy through the line. We actually had Group E, which I thought was the way they did it this year. Having Group E was awesome because okay. we got there early. We were able to party and drink and hang out, and eat, talk to tons of people, and then Group E lined up. We went right through the line, got our beers, and like, okay, it's time to go. You know, we didn't have to worry about holding ours because actually one person we know did get there swiped. But they were. You mean like somebody, like they got their allotment of beer and someone yes. took it from them? Yeah. So they they set it down and they were wasted. So they walked away from it for like probably about as long, walk as far as his table, but it was behind them. And then they turned around and grabbed it. It's gone. Yeah. They did put their variant in their backpack, but their four regulars are gone. We were hearing in, in previous years like people would um if you had your beers in your backpack if someone saw your backpack and it was big they would unzip your backpack yeah. and snatch beers. So there's out. a lot of pricks. It, it's kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not what it used to be. That's not the true beer crowd. Doing Back that. in my were there, day, were there still people like right at the exits buying? There were people as soon as you walk out, people selling. So people were holding up beer like five hundred dollars, which I, I refuse to pay more than what they cost, and I, I don't sell my beer either. Although if somebody offered me five six hundred dollars for my beer, I might. You know, Kim Trail was going for four hundred that day. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but you know, I'd rather enjoy it with friends. Yeah, you know, and then you get two bottles. Exactly. <laughs> so one go. the other. So, but yeah, it was it was far. Far improved this year, I think. I think they did a, gr- a great job, or whatever company they now have, you know, doing it for them essentially. Um, the one disadvantage this year, it was a much harder to get the barrel aged stuff that they put on tap. Um, although, if there was no barrel aged on tap, going through the regular beer lines was easy. It was yeah. quick, easy. There were people camped out. Of, you forget that it's a metal show, but there's a lot of guest beers on tap yeah. at Dark Lord Yeah, and there were people camping out like at the end of the lines. They're like, and you're like, hey, are you waiting in line? They're like, no. And they were just waiting there until they saw a barrel age go on tap, and then they jumped in line. And I didn't do that. I could have probably done that and got more barrel age stuff to try, but I'm not like that. I'd rather go hang out and party. You know, if I miss the barrel age there, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm there for the party now because Dark Lord itself, well, it's a decent beer. It's not my favorite for sure. It is, like I said, very sweet. Um, for a stout, there's a, so many great stouts out there, um, and that's even when I go to Darkness Day. the The really the fun part of Darkness Day is the hanging out the night before. Yeah, it's, the, the the fest itself is great. But the, the bottle share kind of overshadows the actual beer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were saying that um, you know, that a lot of guys if they were offering to buy a beer from you, they were undercover cops and they were giving out citations on the spot to really? their own tickets. Yeah. Wow. We were talking about this in line a little bit. I like Dark Lord Day from the from the standpoint that they they kind of invented well they didn't invent but you know they kind of invented the bottle share I mean the bottle release party oh, the big party. badass the big bottle release, release party the greatest marketing event like yeah. I don't know anyone else that does a bottle release yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Oktoberfest obviously yeah. is you know been around for a long long time yeah. I know it's 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 phenomenal marketing yeah and the world of the guys and their their beers are phenomenal yeah um, still wouldn't mind a little more alpha. I mean, they make some great. I, I, I think Alpha Claws is the precursor to the Black IPA. 
know? Yeah. yeah, kind of. Roasty, super hoppy, winter. What? Because it's like a, it's a porter. It's, it's a, a it's holiday porter. porter. It's a holiday porter with uh, it's really hot. Uh, yeah, it's I'm got it's got a nice malt richness that that uh, that a nice black IPA should kind of be missing. It should just kind of be a clean roastiness and yeah. nice and hoppy. I'm interested to see what comes of have now having Todd from you know pre-served. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's already you can already taste a little bit of difference. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, because he's such a great brewer. So you know the stuff that he did with, with Surly was incredible. So, but yes, another, another big brewery getting bought out, and the uh, brewer's going. I'm going elsewhere. Yeah, it's like the mass exodus from Goose. Yeah, Goose. That's that's unfortunately that's. Right, well, now we got Rev. Yeah, Rev. Rev is nothing unfortunate about that. Yeah, Rev is Rev is probably the biggest Chicago in my mind. I mean, they're they're everywhere now in Chicago, mm-hmm. which I think is good because they're they're they're. When I think of Chicago, I think of Revenue in terms of beer. People yeah. used to think of Goose Island, and a lot of Goose Island's generics. You don't think about 312 Weed Ale, bro? Yeah, yeah. No? <laughs> I, miss, I miss my Hex Nut Brown Ale. You know, and then, um, you know, the Hex Nut Brown Ale, uh, one, one part BCS, three parts Brown Ale. That's the way to go when it's warm out, you know. Just cruise, just cruise. That's a cruiser right there. I do a couple good blends on tap here. Yeah. When people ask. Blending is something special. We yeah. blend a couple good beers. Uh, learned how to blend from uh, Anthony Gorilla, uh, who's up at uh, Lucky Monk. Okay. Back oh, Barrington. Yeah. Well, it yeah. used to be called uh, Brass, and I actually bartended. Huh. And he's also been a big influence on me. But he's when it was Brass, it was almost all English beers. And my end of the shift beer when I was bartending was always a nut brown stout. It was, it was it was called Brass. It was a brewery still. Yeah, it was called Brass. Okay. Uh, and yeah. then they 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 rebranded to the Lucky Monk. Right on. Same place, same brewer, same owners, just rebranded. Um, food's just as good, if not better. Beer's just as good, if not better. Um, yeah. So I do have to ask, who does the artwork for your stuff? Because I noticed all the artwork up there. The artwork's phenomenal, I think. Yeah, our, uh, our artist is Rick, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Does he have his name on one of these? Yeah. Because it's, I mean, right these here. are really cool. I noticed, and he's phenomenal. All the different. You know, labels and everything. Rick Guzaski. They're they're He's, great. So Rick, if you're watching this, you're I I love your artwork. It's, oh, his artwork's phenomenal. It's, and, uh, it's great. He's taken uh, he's taken one where uh, for the uh, new uh, Northeast IPA, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, the Storm one. He's got the that's uh, a tail. That's the Paul Bunyan of the Northeast. It's it's a, it's a ca- mythological captain, um, and he's kind of. Made the character look a little bit like me. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> nice. Yeah. So besides the uh, anniversary party next weekend, um, any other big things coming up down the road? Big parties you got going on here or anything? Before um, we uh, wrap it up here. No, we've we've like so we've got uh, got music up live music every Wednesday night. Uh, usually Thursdays as well. We got Babs leagues. Uh, Friday we uh, usually have music, and then there's usually something going on, on the weekends every weekend. Uh-huh. On Saturday uh, we usually have food trucks. We have the pizza guy that his home quarters is. Right there in the complex, so nice. he's always hanging out too. Uh, we had uh, we had him here uh, about uh, three weeks ago, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night event where he parked the the, the food truck out there, and it's phenomenal, nice. absolutely phenomenal. He's got a pizza called Fig and Pig. <laughs> Excellent. So definitely, you guys, when you guys get a chance, come out. I mean, I know a lot of people in Chicago, but it's how long did it take you to get here, Nick? Uh, you know, maybe like a solid uh, 45 to an hour. So 45 to an hour drive on a weekend. With you some know, traffic. Yeah, with some traffic. There was definitely, there was, it took me the same way. I live up way north. 
and it took me about the same, and there was a pretty good chunk of traffic by, by O'Hare, I think. Oh, I live, yeah. I live way up north. It takes me 45 minutes. Every yeah, day, so, so it's... it's but it's all highway. You know, don't worry about it. Just come and hang out. It's a great place. If you're out in the burbs, especially out in Westmont, I don't know why you haven't been here already. But uh, if you come out to Westmont to go to the Ferrari dealership, make sure you come here as well. Yeah, you know. Uh, and if, if you can afford a Ferrari, you can afford some beer. We're, we're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, it's five to close. Friday's three to close, and then Saturday and Sunday is noon to close. And then um, um, you know, make a Sunday fun out of it. You know, I know New Whistle is out this way. Yeah. You know, this uh, place is out this way. Miskatonic's out here. They have growlers uh, and bottles to go. Church Street is out here. Brewworks is out here. Right yeah, yeah, so we've got a got a good good bunch of friends out here as well that are just up for do some collaborations. It's a good, a good way to spend a, a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Or a ditch day if you ditch work. And if you're, if you're in the area on a Monday and you see that somebody's here and I'm here, I'm more than happy to sell you a bomber or fill up a growler for you and pour you a pint. There you go. And it's we're over here for the customers. We want we want we want our beer to go to the people that want to drink it. And Definitely. I really enjoy when, after a long day at work, seeing people at tap tap room just. Yeah, it's, I was surprised. It's Sunday. It's ninety five degrees out. It's it's a really good crowd out there. The whole bar was yeah, full. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we're so, very dog friendly. My yeah, there was dogs every single day. Yeah. So yeah. coming out, bring your dog, hang out, have some good beers, um, and uh, just a reminder on our social media stuff. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Missing Legends on Facebook as well. So you can follow them there. That's I'm assuming all your releases get put up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then uh, MidsonLegendsBeer.com. Their website and ChicagoBeerGeeks.com, our website, as well as Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Like I said, we had a bunch of Instagram pics I put yesterday. MySpace. Uh, MySpace, yes. In the, in the MySpace, Shout yeah. Shout out to Tom from MySpace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he, he's our friend on MySpace. Uh, we have no MySpace. But, it was um, the music. You go to someone's MySpace page and the whatever music they liked was yeah. blaring fucking loud. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. Oh, no, the 8-bit graphics that were just looping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, the looping, and the looping graphics, yeah. And check us out on Untapped, too. On <laughs> Untapped, um, Nick is Chai Beer Geeks, so he runs the main Chai Beer Geeks, so if um, you want to uh, feel sad about how much you don't drink, follow him on, uh, on the Untapped. I'm Sonic GT on Untapped. I think that's my name on Untapped. Um, I'm far behind. I'm trying to hit my 1,000 unique, though. There you go. I'm up to 860, 870. I got like 30 or 40 of them yesterday at the fest. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a definite bump and help. So uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you again next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.